the deepest, darkest crypts, to the backwoods swamp near the bottom, from the inside of your castle to the fears lying deep inside your subconscious. It's time for the big scary show. <laughs> This is Crystal King from the Spirit of Halloween Town, and you are listening to The Big Scary Show. This is Ed Douglas from Midnight Syndicate, and you are listening to The Big Scary Show. This is Gavin Gosco from Midnight Syndicate, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hello, creeps. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of... The Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and you're listening to The Big Scary Show, the top podcast in the industry. <laughs> Hi, this is Donna Summers with the Banshee Manor Haunted Attraction, and we're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hi, this is Darby Alexander off Creepy Collection, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hello, this is Jim from Pennhurst Asylum in Spring City, Pennsylvania, and you are listening to The Big Scary Show. You're listening to The Big Scary Show with three big scary men and one that wears more makeup than I do. It's finally October, and The Big Scary Show celebrates the best month of the year, with an all-new show filled with stuff to get you in the haunting mood. We've been waiting 11 long months for October to come back around, so make the best of it and pack in as much spookiness as you can. The Round Table of Terror is all about Halloween Town, not necessarily the Disney movie, but the real-life Halloween Town, a.k.a. St. Helens, Oregon. We speak to Crystal King about how the town reacted to being chosen as the location for the movie and the month-long celebration they put on every October. If you get a chance, get out there and join all the fun. All this and so much more as we welcome back the greatest month of the year. Storm rants on about haunt shortages in a haunt minute. Meat Hook Jim returns to talk about more Halloween-themed craft beers in Between the Corpses. Badger reads the latest in Deadline News. The instrumentalist Jerry Vane spins a trio of tunes by Midnight Syndicate, including two exclusive tracks. To round out things, we get yet another visit by the old crone. Plus, there's a new gruesome giveaway for October, so listen closely, because you can't win if you don't enter. We hid the body, but you'll become an accomplice just by listening to The Big Scary Show. The Legendary Haunt Tour is proud to announce its 2021 destinations. We are excited to be heading south again this year on an amazing trek that will include four top-notch haunted attractions in and around New Orleans. The Mortuary, 13th Gate, New Orleans Nightmare, and Rise. 
All of these incredible events have been raising the bar for years in innovation and quality. This will be a tour not to be missed. Stay tuned for more details to come, but mark your calendars now and plan to head south for the Legendary Haunt Tour, November 12th and 13th, 2021. For more information, you can check it out on legendaryhaunttour.com. You've heard commercials where people tell you what they thought about a movie. Listen to what an entire audience had to say about visiting hours. This is not a trick. The screams you are hearing are the actual audience reaction to a sneak preview of Visiting Hours, a film so frightening you may never recover. Visiting Hours, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Midnight Syndicate, Midnight Syndicate. Building, the Building the Carnival, exclusively on the Big Scary Show. Big scary show. Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunted attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference Fright Find will make in your haunt listing. Hello everybody, this is Drew Badger and this is Deadline News for episode 247. And we're going to start off with an update from the New Jersey Horror Con and Film Festival coming to Atlantic City. Tamara Glynn from Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers is coming to the New Jersey Horror Con. Tamara first became associated with the horror genre when she guest starred on an episode of Freddy's Nightmares, the series based on the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. At the age of 20, she auditioned and won the role of Samantha in Halloween 5. Glenn's television credits include Knott's Landing, Growing Pains, Miami Vice, Life on the Flip Side, Brand New Life, Rags to Riches, and much more. Don't miss your chance to meet Tamara Glenn this November 12th, 13th, and 14th at the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City. Get your tickets now and more info at NewJerseyHorrorCon.com. 
We have this news from the Haunted Hayrides at Bacalli's. I hope I pronounced that right. Bacalli's Pumpkin Patch in Ojai, California. Happy October to all our Haunted Hayride friends. It's official. We will have no nighttime hayrides this season. We've decided to give our clowns and zombies one more year off. We've released them from the cornfields. So beware to all locals. They may show up at your doorstep looking to give a good scare. There are still daytime hayrides at the Pumpkin Patch from 12 to 5 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays, along with wine tasting next door, also from 12 to 5. We hope to be back to normal by next year so we can all enjoy a carefree, good old-fashioned, scary hayride where the only masks that need to be worn are the ones on our actors. Be safe and healthy and have a happy Halloween. Get more updates at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Hayrides. That's O-J-A-I, Haunted Hayrides. We have this from the Village of Screams in Little Rock, Arkansas. Back from beyond the grave, Village of Screams has returned. We opened on October 1st in our brand new location with three brand new haunted houses, including the Extreme Interactive Torture Room. Be sure to visit us and get scared. Get more information at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash village of screams we have this from the haunted acres in ladonia haunted house in ladonia alabama we are sad to announce that nine uh, that after nine years we will not be running our haunted house this year we'll be running our haunted house next year though and we appreciate everyone who has supported us throughout the years and hope you'll all come out and support us next year. I know a lot of you are looking forward to coming every year, and we apologize. However, some of my guys will be helping out at a, another local nonprofit haunted house this year, so please, please go check them out at Canterbury Creepers. We hope everyone is staying safe and hope to see you all next year. Keep up with updates at facebook.com slash Ladonia. We have this update from the Fear Fair Haunted Attraction in Seymour, Indiana. We regret to announce that the Extra Fear Touch admission will not be available this season. With the Delta COVID surge locally, we don't feel we can ensure the safety of our guests and cast with touching. We'll still be providing a very scary, intense experience. The monsters just won't touch you. We'd hope that we could maintain safety by requiring that all extra fear guests and cast members participate were fully vaccinated, but it appears that may not be sufficient. Frankly, we are also already tired of arguing about the vaccine requirement as well. Hopefully, we can offer extra fear again in 2022. Keep up with updates at their website, facebook.com slash fearfair. We have this news from the Sleepy Hollow Film Festival in Westchester County, New York. After its thrilling inaugural year in 2019, the Sleepy Hollow International Film Festival returns this October 15th through the 17th in the comfort of your very own house, or Hollow, virtually bringing you a provocative and exhilaratingly eclectic selection of noteworthy feature films and short films via Filmocracy.com. For more information, a program, and tickets, visit SleepyHollowFilmFest.com. We have this news from the Facer Fears Hotel of Terror in Springfield, Ohio. 
We have some room available in our midway. If you own a mobile game, ride, mobile escape room, food truck, or other, and are interested in setting up at a location averaging between six to 800 people a night every weekend this month, since we run a virtual line, they're all looking to stay busy while waiting on a text message to enter our haunt. Message us to discuss this great opportunity before the last spots fill up. Get more information and message them at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Face Your Fears, Hotel of Terror. And finally, we have this sad news from Gravestone Manor in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. It is with a disappointing sigh that we are sad to announce Gravestone 2021 has been canceled for the year. We all felt that from a liability standpoint, Gravestone should not operate this season, as we do not want our attraction to become a super spreader event. We appreciate all of those who have helped to get this season ready and we're overjoyed at the number of volunteers we received this year. Have a wonderful October and be good to each other. Stay safe. Stay scary. Keep up with updates at facebook.com slash gravestone manor. Remember folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries and you want it on the show... Email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs> Broadcasting to you from the darkest reaches of the earth. This is a Haunt Minute. And now, with this week's commentary, Storm. Alright, so one of the big stories this Halloween has been the shortage. Yes, there's a shortage of stuff. Stuff on the shelves, uh, blamed on different reasons. Not enough shipping, trucking, water supply, whatever you want to say it is. But... Some stores are seeing these shortages, and even events. Events are having trouble getting volunteers. So some of your you know, charity museum events uh, that you'd normally have and have been accustomed to are cut back or not running this year uh, for one reason or another, but a lot of it has to do with staffing and volunteers. But one thing you're not going to see a shortage of is if you go to a small hamlet in England. Yes, that's right. If you go to Londonshire, England, you're going to find a absolute mountain of mannequins. Uh, that's right. There's a freaking mannequin graveyard in um, England. This place is creepy and amazing. Uh, you've seen it on the backgrounds of some music videos, movies, pictures, that type of thing. So the lady started this business about yeah, six, seven years ago and when a lot of stores were going out of business she was just getting the mannequins, going around picking them up and then she was having truckloads of them delivered. Well, she's up to like 15,000 mannequins and all sorts of different poses, shapes, displays and, you know, disrepair. Some of them broken, some of them not. Um, she rents out ones, mostly the good ones and stuff, but she still has this giant freaking mountain of mannequins, which can absolutely unnerve you. And now, right now, she's got something going on called, get this, this one's great, the Body Heist. Yes, the Body Heist. For $70, you can 
grab as much mannequin or mannequin parts as you can carry and bring back to your car. And she's seeing brisk business right now by the, you know, England Halloween haunters who want to, you know, do up their uh, gardens, as they say over there. So let me tell you something. If you haven't worked with mannequins at your haunt, yeah, they are creepy as all get out. I've, I've had to box up uh, in my early haunt days a, you know, just giant, like, eight foot by eight foot box of mannequins. It still unnerves me to this day. There's something just wrong with mannequins and stuff. So who would think something so simple and something you see every day at the store could be so horrific and frightening? Well, this lady knows and her, you know, giant... 15,000-piece pile of mannequins can shore it for you, too. So, hey, if you got some extra bucks, head to England and go body heisting. Until next time, keep every minute scary. Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com. Tune in next episode for another Haunt Minute. And in the meantime, share your opinions on the Big Scary Show Facebook page and on Twitter at Big Scary Store. Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home, haunt, or crypt. Mm. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the gruesome giveaway for the month of October, sponsored by our friends at ScreamlineStudios.com, where if you win this month, they will send you a fantastic prize. So get on over to ScreamlineStudios.com and peruse all their cool stuff and make a big shopping list, because you could win a prize right now from them. I'm going to ask you a question. The answer is in the show. If you want to be eligible to win, email us. Yes, people still use email. Email us the answer to this question, along with your name and phone number, before midnight on October 18th. And we will select a random entrant to see if you are the winner. So, without any further ado, the question for the October gruesome giveaway is... In the movie Halloween Town... The center of town has a giant jack-o'-lantern. Just like there is one in St. Helens, Oregon, where the movie was filmed. The question is, is it the same jack-o'-lantern? If you think you know that answer, again, email it to us, along with your name and phone number, before midnight on October 18th, and you will be randomly selected, and you could be a winner courtesy of ScreamlineStudios.com, who continue to give us fantastic prizes to give away to all those who enter. Previous winners and those family members of The Big Scary Show, not eligible to win, but good luck. And on with the show.
gentlemen, can you believe it? After 11 long months, it is finally October. Cue the celebrations we have been waiting. And I don't care what Andy Williams says about Christmas. This is the most wonderful time of the year. People are going to haunted attractions. People are getting their costumes ready for parties, trick-or-treating, decorating their houses, going to all the little county and harvest fairs and pumpkin patches and jack-o'-lantern walks and pumpkin things. Everything is pumpkin spiced. The leaves are starting to change. The temperature is a little bit cooler. Most of the bugs are starting to go to hell where they belong. It is just a glorious time of year. And of course, you can't have this time of year without people going out and checking out some of their favorite movies, whether you like the 80s slasher horror stuff, whether you're a big fan of the Universal or Hammer Monster films, or whether you like the Disney stuff, you know, Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town, and things like that. This is just the perfect time of the year to do it. And speaking of Halloween Town, I'm sure you've all seen that meme on social media with a picture of the giant jack-o'-lantern in the movie saying, would you live in a place like Halloween Town? Well, I pretty much know what the answer of the host would be, and probably most of the listeners out there are. But believe it or not, Halloween Town does actually exist. And they spend several weeks during this time of the year celebrating not only the movie, but the season in general. Halloween Town is also known as St. Helens, Oregon, and uh, we are very honored and privileged to have Crystal King with us, the communications director for the town of St. Helens, Oregon, to talk about Halloween Town and some of the things that they do during their Spirit of Halloween Town celebrations every Halloween season. Crystal, are you with us? I am. Thank you for having me. It is an honor to have you here. Thank you for taking the time out. No doubt it has been busy. Everybody getting ready for all the stuff that's going on in 2021. Um, I guess I should ask, did you have celebrations in 2020 with the pandemic and all that? We did indeed. It looked quite different from how it has in years past, but we had a limited engagement ticketed event last year. Okay, fantastic. Before we get into any more of this, I want to introduce our hosts. About as far away as Oregon as you can get, we have Rhode Island, home of none other than Storm. Well, you know, when I heard we're interviewing, you know, somebody from Oregon, and I could have sworn I saw a chupacabra behind one of my jack-o'-lanterns on the yard this morning, I I had to bring in Astra the Cryptid Finding Dogs with us. So that's the heavy breathing in the background. But no, excited for this conversation. Any place that celebrates Halloween as much as this is awesome and A-plus in my book. Um, Unfortunately, Meat Hook Jim will not be joining us tonight. He, He may pop in. He's doing a little bit of renovations to his house and unfortunately is on a time schedule. So He's not with us, but we do have our special correspondent, Jonna, a.k.a. the old crone from Fayetteville, Arkansas, with us. Jonna, are you there? I am here. Excellent. So glad to have you back. You were on the show a couple of weeks ago. We appreciate that. Thank you. And um, once again, Crystal King is our guest, the communications director for the town of St. Helens, Oregon, who, beginning September 18th and running all the way through Halloween, has an event going on called the spirit of halloween town now now crystal um for those who were not familiar with this other than maybe the movie or memes on social media what is 
the spirit of Halloween Town? The spirit of Halloween Town is an event that we hold in St. Helens, Oregon every year that not only celebrates everything Halloween related, but it is also rooted in the fact that our downtown courthouse area was lucky enough to be selected by Disney to be the film location for the Halloween Town original movie. And that was back in 1998. Were any of the other sequels also filmed in St. Helens? None of the other sequels were filmed in uh-huh. St. Helens, but the majority of the first one, which, yes, was filmed in the summer of 1998, was for the most part entirely filmed in St. Helens. They used our downtown historic Plaza Square area as the backdrop for that movie. Um, it was a very, very hot summer, so they used City Hall as their place to come in and cool down when they needed a location for their actors to come in. Disney had to actually spray the courthouse trees to make it look like it was fall. So they, they were all green, but they sprayed them, you know, yellows and browns. Um, and uh, it was then that fall that they released it on the Disney Channel. And it's played the staple of the Disney Channel um, every Halloween since then. I have to say my kids and I rewatched it last Friday just to do a little quote unquote research on the film. Um, why St. Helens, Oregon, as opposed to what people would say, like the Northeast would be considered a traditional Halloween-esque type town? Was it, did you already have a celebration going on? Was it the architecture? What was it that made St. Helens, um, I guess, stick out more than any other location? That is a good question that I don't have a good answer for. I have actually, in everybody that I have ever spoken to that has a you know historic link to the beginning of this movie and the celebration, I don't know why Disney chose St. Helens. We don't we don't have a Disney connection here besides the fact that um, we have a very famous local artist in the town right next to us whose name is Michael Curry who does design work for Disney. He does a lot of the props for um, California Adventure. He did the tiger that Katy Perry wrote in on for the Super Bowl performance. He did actually do the design work for Halloween Town. So that giant pumpkin that's so famous, um, uh, his crew helped design that. Um, But honestly, like I, I do not know why Disney chose us fortunately to be the backdrop, but we've been reaping the benefits for every year since then. So there was not a spirit of Halloween town celebration prior to the film, but at at what point did you decide we better, like you say, capitalize on this and reap the benefits? At at what point did you decide that the town needed to do a, a giant celebration every year? That was actually the very first year. So they, they wrapped up filming late in the summer of 1998 And then as the premiere drew closer, which was in October of 1998, um, several of the organizations in town banded together to decide that they wanted to hold a festival to celebrate the premiere. So the St. Helens Merchants Association, the Chamber of Commerce, and some other civic organizations created a festival. There was parades and contests and treasure hunts. And then there were a few years where it took a hiatus because of economic constraints and finding enough volunteers to continue the event. But the city's tourism committee decided like that this was a very 
unique event that could draw crowds to the area. Who doesn't love going to a film location? You know, we have the town to our north, Astoria, which is only about an hour and a half drive, is the film location for the Goonies. So they hold a festival there every year. Um, but they decided, you know, like this would be a great way to draw tourism to the area. So the city of St. Helens's tourism committee took it over and we've had a festival ever since then. How many people would you say descend upon St. Helens during the course of a typical year? So in 2015 is when the festival went viral. And that was with the announcement that Kimberly J. Brown, the lead actress, would be coming to help light our pumpkin. Um, and we probably had about five to 7,000 people just for that one event crammed into our Plaza Square. Um, and since then, because it's featured, you know, in everywhere from MTV to Teen Vogue, we, over the course of October, usually have about 40,000 people that we estimate show up to town. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, any questions from the host at this point? Yes, I would like to know, is that pumpkin originally from the movie or did you guys have to recreate that? It is unfortunately not the original pumpkin. It did have to be created. Um, Disney, I have heard, offered the city a bunch of the props after they finished filming it, but we had no idea that this festival would turn into what it did and just didn't have the storage capacity for it. So that is a recreation of the original pumpkin. Does not it stay up year-round? It does not stay up year-round. And that's oh. actually an interesting question because we do get people that show up during spring, summer that are coming through the area that come to downtown thinking that it is there. And it is not. It comes out, you know, the weekend prior, usually to the festival or that week prior and stays out through about the second week in November. Um, so it's a seasonal thing. You know, you could save a lot of storage if you kept it out there year round. <laughs> it's really a lot rainy more here in Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> it would it'd probably need to be recreated every year if we did that. It, is it made That's of fiberglass or what is it made of? You know? I don't know what it is made out of. I mean, it, it it's waterproof enough. We haven't had to recreate it since we started using it, you know, back in 2010. So it, it is built to withstand the weather, but weather around here does take a toll on things eventually. Crystal, what's the normal population of the town when you're not having the festival? We are 14,000 people strong. Yeah. So you, it's, it's almost four times as many people show up to your town. That's, that's something that must be a huge boom to, you know, your Airbnb and hotel industry in the area. Is there a lot of people staying there? Or are they taking day trips from Portland when they come in? We do have a substantial amount of people that come from the Portland area. We have a map in our Plaza Square area that we put out every year where people can pin their locations where they come from. Um, I've talked to people in the plaza before, as well as other people. We know we've had people come as far as England, you know, Europe, um, Africa. But in general, it's within the United States area. We have two hotels that are usually booked solid months in advance uh, when people come out here. Uh, so a lot of people stay in the Portland area because that would be the nearest hotel area to us. So, Crystal, you um, also have the claim of fame of some of the Twilight uh, movie being filmed in the area. Um, yes. So have you seen a resurgence in people coming to the the twilight 
sites because, you know, there's a whole new generation that just picked up on the Twilight movie since it went on Netflix. We do have people that come to the area specifically to see um, Twilight film locations. Uh, we have a map that we keep at City Hall in our chamber year round that is a film location and haunted haunts map so people that come to the area when we aren't decorated for Halloween Town specifically can drive around to the various film locations and see some of our haunted locales um, and read a little bit about the history of St. Helens. But yeah, we, we definitely have Twilight fans that come to see those film locations. Very nice. You just brought up haunted attractions and haunted houses. Are there a large number of them in the area that just happen to be there? Or does the town put on a specific haunted house or haunted event during the celebration? We put on a specific haunted house event that is in the event area for Halloween Town. We don't produce it, but it is a third party that produces it every year. I usually go through it every year before everybody else does. And it's it's quite fun. There's some haunted houses that, you know, locals go to that are set up uh, around the year. We have a lot of pumpkin patches mostly out here um, that people can drive to as well with haunted corn mazes as an option. Um, but we have some like historic haunted walking tours that you can take while you're here too that happen for Halloween specifically. Very nice. I want to remind everybody you are listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on the Big Scary Show. We are talking Halloween Town, aka St. Helens, Oregon, with Crystal King, communications director for the town, along with a couple of our regular hosts. We're going to take a really short break and we'll be right back. In 1897, Dr. Alexander Hammond arrived at an institution for the criminally insane. Only to discover the unsolved murders of several guards. Drivers, where are we? Jerry Bain takes you into Black Moon Asylum, a twisted abyss of torment, madness, and the horrifying mystery of Patient 292. Time for your medication. Black Moon Asylum, a symphonic journey into darkness from instrumentalist Jerry Vane. Download Black Moon Asylum at jerryvane.com, iTunes, cdbaby.com, Amazon MP3, and your favorite download site. And we're back to the Roundtable of Terror. We are talking Halloween Town with Crystal King, communications director of St. Helens, Oregon, who for about six or seven weeks out of the year becomes Halloween Town with the event the spirit of Halloween Town, a lot of it based on the Disney movie from 1998, but not those sequels. <laughs> Don't waste your time. No, I'm just kidding, of course. But um, Crystal, if uh, if somebody from Portland or Seattle or somewhere up in the Pacific Northwest or anywhere else was planning a trip to uh, St. Helens to take part in all this stuff. What are some of the events that are going on? I've looked on the website and you've just got a little bit of everything going on. We do indeed have a little bit of everything going on. My first recommendation to anyone interested in making the trip to St. Helens would be to visit the Spirit of Halloween Town website because we have different big events that happen every weekend in addition to our standard events that are offered, you know, every weekend. So if you just go onto your favorite web browser and type in spiritofhalloweentown.com, 
you can take a look at that. But some of our um, standard things that happen every weekend, no matter which you pick to go to, we have a haunted house, a museum of peculiarities and oddities, which is a little bit like a Ripley's, believe it or not. We have an alien exhibit, um, something new this year. We have some kind of like a giant pumpkin king tunnel that you can walk through. We have a amphitheater stage performance area, um, which is really a lovely view. If you're visiting Oregon for the first time, I encourage you to go to the amphitheater just to enjoy a little bit of what makes Oregon so great. It's right on the Columbia River, and you can see some of our famous Cascade Mountains in the background, particularly Mount St. Helens, which famously erupted, erupted in 1980 and is actually what our town is named after. Um, but again, we have performances on that amphitheater stage. We have a Halloween shuttle ride that you can take to some of the other local businesses and do a scavenger hunt called Whispers in the Woods. We do, with your general admission ticket, you can enter a costume contest every weekend, and there are cash prizes for that of $100, $50, and $25. We have a vendor, vendor village set up. Um, some dance, line dancing, and witch dancing instructional things that you can join in on, and then uh, some stories for the younger children. And that's just the stuff that goes on, you know, from day to day. If you visit during the weekday, um, we don't have a lot of that going on. We do have like the haunted house and stuff, and the plaza is decorated for selfies, but it's really on the weekends that if you want like a bunch of stuff to do, that's when you come. So besides all the day-to-day -day stuff that um, we do and all the stuff on the weekends, every weekend has a specific um, key event that we do. So the October 2nd weekend, we are doing our giant pumpkin lighting. So that famous pumpkin that you see from the Halloween Town movie, we have it in our Plaza Square and we actually do a pumpkin lighting ceremony with the crowd. So that is one of the key, very unique features of our event. I'm not sure if you can go anywhere else and help light a giant pumpkin to start kick off, you know, the Halloween season. That's one of my favorite things about Halloween Town. Um, and it's something that draws a very large crowd. So you can do that the weekend of October 2nd, and it will be happening at 6.30 p.m. The weekend of October 9th, that following weekend, we will actually have a live mermaid that is um, in Halloween Town that you can, and I'm sure that's going to be great for those of you that have kids. We always host a haunted car rally every year, and we get several hearses that come there, you know, classic cars, they're all decked out in Halloween decorations. They're really fun to watch. So that's the weekend of October 16th. We also have some of the cast from Halloween Town that will be there the 16th and the 17th as well that you can meet. And then our big celebrity weekend is the weekend of October 23rd and 24th. So we will have Jay Paul Zimmerman and Philip Van Dyke there. They are Luke and Dylan from Halloween Town for those of you that are Halloween Town fans. And on the 23rd, we will also have Ashley Green with us. And she is Alice Cullen from Twilight. So if you go on the website, you can look at some of the ticketed meet and greet events and pictures that you can do with those celebrities. And then that last weekend, the date of October 30th, all of you that have kids that want to do a parade and get all dressed up can come and join our little trick-or-treaters costume parade on the 30th. I'll have to say, you know, with 
Live Mermaid and Hearses. You probably had several of our listeners pausing the show right now to book tickets for 2022. <laughs> uh, you know, their travel and everything out there. You know, what I love is, is seeing you go on the website and you see a lot of this is sponsored. You know, the, the stage is sponsored. You guys get a lot of sponsorship. It looks like Chamber of Commerce is involved and so many other things. Uh, does the town itself really embrace this? Do you see like the local restaurants, you know, going full Halloween theme and, and just everything in the area cooperating with this? Yeah, a lot of the, I mean, it isn't a residential area. So, you you know, you always have the residents that don't like that there's people parking yeah. everywhere, but we have a giant parking lot that your admission includes free parking. Um, mm-hmm. So you're outside of the residential area and you're within steps of the main courthouse area. But the downtown businesses, yes, it really do embrace this event. Um, they gear up, you know, months in advance to make sure that they have enough staff to cover all the people that come into town on the weekends. A lot of them will be dressed up, you know, their their servers and the clerks will dress up in Halloween garb so that, you know, it's a more unique experience for everybody who shows up. Um, a lot of the businesses get involved in that shuttle so that uh, we drive people uptown so that they can, you know, partake in some of the businesses that are a little further afoot in the area. But yeah, it's, it's, it's fun for the town. We do usually a scarecrow contest where everybody can put really, really unique, interesting scarecrows out in front of their businesses and homes. And you can drive around kind of like looking at Christmas lights. You can mm. drive around and look at scarecrows outside people's businesses. Oh, that's awesome. That's so much fun. It's, it's really refreshing to hear that too. You know, being in this industry, we hear so much, even, you know, speaking with a guest uh, for, who has a business in Salem uh, in past shows, you know, sometimes these towns get sick of the attention, even though it's bringing in economy and, and, you know, it's, it's you know, quadrupling your population for a couple of weeks. And so you can't go wrong with that. But uh, some places don't embrace it like that, which is, you know, I, I think also, kills the idea of Halloween and the festival and the neat stuff around it, because this is the type of thing that, you know, people grew up with 75, 80 years ago with Halloween and, and the trick or treating. It was this type of festival and almost a parade like atmosphere to, so to see towns embracing this and the success you're having with it is absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, before we go too far off, uh, I, I will get in trouble if I don't ask you, uh, about Sand Island and what events go on there that looks like uh, is attached to uh, the spirit of Halloween Town. What can you tell us about what's going on with Sand Island? So Sand Island, interestingly enough, is a very, very unique island. Um, it is in the middle of the Columbia River, and it's within view of that downtown area where I was saying that the film location is at. We have um, shuttle access to Sand Island, so you um, can hop on a shuttle and it will take you there and back. And they have a um, walk with pumpkins and Sasquatch Seekers Club that will be on the island uh, on Saturdays and Sundays from 10 to 6 p.m., So you can go, I know, on a scavenger hunt to look for uh, Sasquatches, and there will be a pumpkin carver doing some really interesting, uh, a really famous carver who will be doing some interesting pumpkin carvings that you can go out to the island. and, And if you are into carving, I would not miss that event. 
So are you more likely to see a sparkly vampire or a Sasquatch? During Halloween town time, I would say sparkly vampires are more more the thing. I don't know if I've ever seen a Sasquatch, but I'm sh- I know there will be some this year. <laughs> you, you just shattered my 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 heart there because I, I was ready to move. I'm putting this for sale sign out front. Sasquatches <laughs> and and carving jack o' lanterns. I'm there, but the sparkly <laughs> vampires. I don't know if I can do that. It sounds great. Um, it sounds like you've got something for everybody, you know, someone, something for the families, something for just the Halloween enthusiasts, someone for, you know, just a little bit of everything. It's great. Yeah. We try to make sure it's a mix of everything for the outdoor stuff where we know families are going to be out. We try to keep it very family friendly. Um, but again, you can do some events that are a little more spooky. Normally like the yacht club in the area will do a spooky yacht tour, I know that in years past, I'm not sure if that's true this year, but it probably will be. They do a kid-friendly version of the haunted house. And then later in the evening, you can go for a more adult version of the haunted house where there's more spooks and starts that they don't do for the little kids. But yeah, there is a little bit of everything for everybody. That's great. My kids were the, the appropriate age whenever Halloween Town, the original one, first came out. And it's a tradition in my family. And now that I have granddaughters, you know, they're getting to watch it as well and, and love it. So is this something you see going on for generations? Absolutely. I I don't see this event stopping anytime soon. And honestly, I think there's just a nostalgia these days for, for wanting, you know, that, I don't know, simpler, simpler times, let's call it, um, And this really does, this event does represent something of a more simpler time where your family can get together and just have, have a good pumpkin patch type experience. So I think as long as people are looking for that nostalgic feeling, this event will continue to be a success. That's great. Now, something you had mentioned earlier for one low admission price, people can do a whole bunch of different things. Are there different price plans for participating in things can can somebody just come in for the day and not spend any money except for maybe shopping or how does that work i mean i I looked on the website you know you says your town's open 24 7 but i'm assuming it's not like do you have like a a, a, the whole area that's maybe gated off that you have to pay admission to get into how does that work this is all with a caveat of should our COVID-19 restrictions not change at all, which who knows? I mean, we already, we are under mask mandates right now in Oregon statewide. So masks do have to now be worn in all outdoor and indoor locations. Assuming nothing else changes between now and October, it is my understanding that it won't be gated off. So you can go to that main plaza area without paying any kind of a fee to just take in all the decorations and take pictures. That Plaza Square is not gated off. That's why you can come anytime during the weekday as well um, to get all the selfies with the film locations and the props. We, we have that Plaza Square area highly decorated. So it's great for photo ops with your kids or just with yourself. Um, so there, yes, there are opportunities if you don't want to spend anything to come down and enjoy what it you know what photo ops that you can take but if if you want to participate in any of the events 
there is a $35 ticket that gets you into all those main activities that happen every weekend. And again, that includes like haunted house entry, museum entry, amphitheater performances, Halloween shuttles, costume contests, um, scavenger hunts, the vendor village, dance instruction, story time. So if you really want to be there for the day and take part in a bunch of different things, I'd encourage people obviously to, to buy that $35 general admission ticket. I absolutely love when, you know, vendors are involved with things like this. I, I, you know, they have such neat stories and they, they bring in things and, you know, becomes an extended part of the family who put together these things and attend it. Uh, What type of vendors show up to your vendor village? We have food vendors. We have tarot card reading vendors. We have people, you know, selling Halloween related, related like merchandise. So it's a little bit of everything arts and crafts think of any kind of festival or fair that you have outside and and there's probably a vendor that has is selling that kind of stuff falls definitely the time for all the little small town county fairs and town festivals so i imagine you'll find a lot of artwork and a lot of crafts and a lot of you know handmade soaps and right jewelry in addition to like face painting and balloons you know for kids. Yep. A little bit of everything. Very nice. Crystal, I am, um, as being the old crone, I am very interested in your witch dancing. What is that? So we have a group of witches in St. Helens, Oregon. That I know them. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Um, they get together every year. Normally we have a giant parade that happens on that first weekend. Unfortunately, it has already been canceled due to COVID. Um, but those witches usually participate in a dance that goes all down our main street area. So this year, instead of being a part of the parade, they will be doing a dance with their broomsticks and witch regalia on. Um, which you can jump in and participate in every weekend. I might have to hop on my broom and come check that out. (laughs) Their costumes are really fun. I I like watching them every year when they show up. Sounds like a a big blast here. Uh, You mentioned a mermaid. What are the temperatures in October? I mean, is it going to be too cold for mermaids or... (laughs) We'll give her a a Sasquatch coat pelt (laughs) to keep her warm. Um, Well, that that is actually a good thing to bring up if you are not used to Pacific Northwest weather. Um, October is normally the time of the year where we are transitioning to our fall weather. So come prepared for any type of weather. It could be 70 degrees and sunny. And in a couple hours, it could be raining and 60. And that that is what lovely Oregon is like. So come with your umbrella. If you're an Oregonian, you don't need an umbrella, just come with something waterproof. Um, but, but plan for all types of weather and anything within a 30 or 40 degree temperature difference. For our listeners too, Crystal, is, is there a lot of foliage out there or is it mainly pine trees and stuff? We have a little bit of both in our region. Um, we definitely have a lot of pine trees, so it stays green here all year round. But we also do have deciduous trees that lose their leaves. Nothing like the East Coast where you see those pretty leaves change, but 
come around late September, early October, we do have, we have native giant maple, big leaf maple and smaller maple leaves that turn. Yeah. Very pretty colors. Oh, those are, those are definitely fun. Um, you know, last year, uh, and this year and probably the next year or so it's, you know, real challenging, especially for events and stuff just to happen. But, you know, in the spirit of things, the spirit of Halloween town, are you guys at a level where you're happy with the size and scope that it's gotten or, you know, even before COVID and hopefully the next few years, are you guys looking to expand as a bigger event? A little bit of both. I think we always try to, or our event coordinator anyways, always tries to keep it a little fresh and new and add some different things every year. But, you know, our downtown capacity only allows so much to happen. (laughs) So um, we, we try to keep it the last few years, years to the scale that it has been planned for just so that, you know, people can still come in and enjoy something and not be sardined into a location because our Plaza square area, which again is the center of all of this happening really can only hold, you know, several hundred people without it feeling very crowded. So aside from like our pumpkin lighting ceremony, which, you know, we had 5,000 people crammed in there, but that's not, that's not exactly a doable event to have that many people there all the time. But, you know, we try to keep it fresh. We try to add new things every year. We've worked the last couple of years to expand the event to um, some of our upper merchant locations with that shuttle so that people can go to more locations in town um, and we can sort of expand what's going on so people can enjoy it and get to see more of our town. Very nice. Uh, this this may come up as a strange question, but if you've never seen the movie, if you're not familiar with Halloween Town at all, are people going to enjoy this? Or is this going to be one of those things where you kind of have to know a little bit about it in order to really get the full effect? I think you will enjoy it regardless. I had not, I mean, I I grew up in this area. Um, I had never seen the movie until the year that it went viral. Um, So we held the festival before then. And I always enjoyed going to the pumpkin lighting ceremony. You don't have to know anything about the movie or the fact that that giant pumpkin is in the movie to enjoy a pumpkin lighting ceremony at the beginning of fall. Um, You don't have to know anything about the movie to enjoy taking selfies or taking pictures of your kids and family together with all the props that are in the area. You don't need to know anything about the movie to enjoy a haunted house. So really, I mean, see the movie definitely before you come, because I think you will enjoy aspects of being somewhere that's a film location more, but you absolutely do not have to watch that movie to come out and enjoy yourself. Nice. Any other questions from the host? I'm looking at the clock and we probably should start winding it down just a little bit. I just know this is something that'll probably have to be on my bucket list when I stop running up on a direction myself. Because I think it'd be wonderful to take my grandchildren there and experience that. We would love to have you. Crystal, I do want to hit on one thing. You know, as as we're talking, this this will be airing in October during the event itself. And, you know, sometimes it's a little tough to travel, especially this type of year. If our listeners really want to get into the spirit of Halloween Town, is there a way for them to do that? Do you guys have a shop with, you know, some of the branded items and, and you know, availability with that? We do have a shop that if they come, 
is located in town, but we also have a fan club where you can get merchandise online. So there's a Spirit of Halloween Town fan club where you can get patches every year. You can order stuff online. Again, that website for the festival is spiritofhalloweentown.com. We have the Halloween Town fan club page on Facebook. We have a Spirit of Halloween Town Facebook page itself. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Um, So check us out in all those locations. Well, we usually get the plugs at the end of the interview, but we got them now. We'll, we'll ask them again, I'm sure. But um, <clears throat> are there going to be any events that will be streaming live? So could I watch the pumpkin lighting ceremony from Charlotte, North Carolina, per se? I don't actually know the answer to that. Um, normally, they do stream live the pumpkin lighting ceremony. They have in the past several years. I have not heard yet from our event coordinator if that will be happening this year or not. Um, It's something I can definitely suggest to her, particularly because this year, unlike um, several years in the past, we're only doing one pumpkin lighting ceremony this year. Over the past several years, we normally lit the pumpkin every every Saturday for people you know, to, to come and enjoy that. But this year we are only doing it that first weekend and then it will stay lit for the remainder of October. I bet we could find that out on the Facebook if you guys get that going. Because um, uh, I, I liked your Facebook page. Um, it looks like there's a lot of fun stuff on there. Yes. We'll definitely be making that announcement if we do live stream it. Fantastic. I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that happens this year. You know, it's really neat. You know, this summer having talked to people, a lot of people are excited for Halloween, for decorating for Halloween, and, you know, just jumping into it. So, you know, hopefully some live and then just hearing about this on our show and other places too. I, I think it's going to psych people up. You might see another, another viral bump over the next couple of years. Sorry. Uh, you know, one, one thing that I wanted to hit on uh, before we get done too is, you know, we've talked about the businesses and the town embracing it. Uh, what about the residents? Do you get a lot of people who will, you know, go a little overboard with decorating their house uh, for October because uh, this event over the past you know, 15 years or so. I've definitely seen more houses along the routes that you would take to drive to the event decorating more. Um, I was actually driving around this week now that you mentioned that and saw that someone already does have their Halloween de- decorations out and ready to go. Uh, but there are some really interesting, pretty elaborate displays that happen along its old Portland road would be the road that you take to drive to the free parking um, that I always enjoy driving by again, much like we had talked about sort of like a Christmas lights that you drive by and see, you can yep jump in your car and drive around and check out all the Halloween decorations in people's yards. Fantastic. How many 12 foot skeletons. Did you see? <laughs> oh no. That, yes. There is one that is much <laughs> larger than that. That is already out in someone's yard. <laughs> Any uh, final questions from the hosts? Well, I think we covered so much. I, th- I think if we cover any more, people are going, you know, like be, you know, showing up in campers and stuff to come work and live there the rest of the year and try and do it all all year round. So I'm, uh, it, it's awesome. I'm psyched for it. At, you know, when the movie came out and stuff, I was, you know, in college, so I neither had cable or money to go to movies and stuff. So I didn't really jump and get into it then. But it, it's so neat seeing this. And then also, you know, the, it, the movie's so easy to get, you know, between the different stuff that Disney does. And, you know, we're talking during our conversation, even before and stuff, uh, it's real neat that Disney hasn't hammered you guys over the head with using name and stuff, too. They, they've embraced that you guys embrace the idea, which is really cool. 
Yeah, we were fortunate enough to reach out to Disney early on before the festival had gone viral to get permission um, to hold the festival every year. And they gave their blessing um, as long as we call it Spirit of Halloween Town so that there isn't confusion with the actual trademark Halloween Town. They are on board with that. We've actually been featured in one of their fan um, magazines as a destination on October. So, yeah, we're very grateful that you know, we had that relationship early on with Disney where we got their go ahead. Well, Crystal King, it has been an absolute delight to have you here on the Big Scary Show talking about the spirit of Halloween Town. You could not wipe the smile off my face during this entire thing. Just thinking about visiting this place. Like Jonna said, I am putting this on my bucket list. I've got some friends up in up in Oregon and Washington State, and <clears throat> I'm going to have to go make a road trip one of these years to do this. But this is the part of the roundtable that we do call the plugs, and I know you've mentioned it a couple of times, but for people wanting that information, hopefully if you can't make it out there, there are going to be some live streaming events, or they can go ahead and start making their plans for 22, 23, 24, and beyond. How can people get more information about everything that's happening in St. Helens, Oregon from now through Halloween with the Spirit of Halloween Town? They can go to our website, it's spiritofhalloweentown.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you just type in Spirit of Halloween Town. And uh, we always keep those social media channels updated with the latest information. Um, join the fan club on Spirit of Halloween Town Facebook, and you know, you'll be the first to know when something drops. Nice. Crystal King is the communications director for the town of St. Helens, Oregon, and one of the people involved in the Spirit of Halloween Town events. Uh, again, we want to thank you very much for taking time out of your no doubt very busy schedule to come speak to us here on The Big Scary Show. But of course, we could not do this as well without our great hosts, including Storm. Forget the bucket list. I, I don't want this on my bucket list. This is where I'm going to spend my golden years. I'm going to go retire out there. I, I, I want to be carving pumpkins in the woods, making jack-o'-lanterns with Sasquatch. That sounds awesome. I cannot argue that point. Jesus. Now that I'm <laughs> thinking about it. Also, you know, wish that Meat Hook Jim could have been here today for that, but he, uh, again, had a prior commitment that he's working on. But we do want to thank the old crone, Jana, for her contributions for the show as well. I enjoyed it. Thank you for inviting me. My name is Drew Badger, and all I can say is if you're visiting Halloween Town this year, watch out for Calabar. This is the Round Table of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. Looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as 
upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free. Midnight Syndicate, Carnival of Carnage, exclusively on the Big Scary Shows.
Greetings, listeners, and welcome. Watch out. Don't trip over that torso. It's time for Between the Corpses. Greetings, listeners. Meat Hook Jim here. And on this episode of Between the Corpses, we are going to continue our review of spooky beers. Next on the list is Black Witch from Witchwood Brewing Company in Oxfordshire, United Kingdom. She may be a witch without a season, but it stands to reason that this Black Witch is, of course, most comfortable around the witching days of Halloween. Her time is nigh. Don't deny her the chance to celebrate. Let her cast a dark spell of rich caramel sweetness, a pinch of robust roast, and just a stitch of hoppy bitterness. It's a spell that can't be stopped and will pair wonderfully with all the chocolatey treats the kids bring home. The style is a porter. The ABV is 5.0. IBU is unknown. The hops are English Fuggles, Progress, and Challenger. Malts, Pale, Black, and Crystal Oats. It's from a brewery named for a haunted wood. And the best pairing is with Hershey's. The suggested glass is a mug or a pint. And it is available year-round if you can find it. The next one on the list is Dark Penance from Founders Brewing Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. As the evening darkens on Halloween and the sky is thrown into a bright relief of orange and reds, you may reflect, even brood, upon another October so quickly comes to its end, I know it will. Fall is passing quickly by and winter lays cold and heavy somewhere in your mind. It's time to drink a beer to match your mood. Dark penance will lighten dark moods and darken light moods. Creating the Halloween mood. It brings a brash balancing act between heavy malt and overpowering hops to the palate. Which will win? 
It may all depend on your mood. It is an Imperial Black IPA with an ABV of 8.9%, IBUs of 100. The hops are Chinook and Centennial. The malts are Crystal, Midnight Wheat, and Question Mark. What makes it special is it's black, it's an IPA, and it's Imperial. Halloween pairing is Chocolate Truffles. Suggested glass is a Snifter, Large Wine Glass, or Tulip. It is available from October to December. And rounding out this episode of Between the Corpses, Dead Ringer from Ballast Point Brewing Company, located in San Diego, California. Didn't get to celebrate Oktoberfest? Well, here's another chance. Ballast Point's Dead Ringer is a Marzen wrapped in a theme perfect for Halloween. You can ring in Halloween and send a ringing echo back to Oktoberfest. Ring October's ending and ring out the dead all in one smooth, sweet, and long note. Dead Ringer brings a wealth of toasted malt, rich caramel, and toffee sweetness to the palate with only subtle hints of hop bittering. It is an Oktoberfest Marzen with an ABV of 6.0, IBU of 26. What makes it special is it's two celebrations in one beer. The Halloween pairing, interesting enough, is a Kit Kat. So just a glass is a muck or a pint, a mug or a pint, and it's a fall seasonal beer. That's it for this episode of Between the Corpses and Spooky Beers. We'll catch you on the next one. Alive in each man is a strange, depraved creature that turns the soul into a battleground of sin and violence, turning life into an inferno. In Dr. Henry Jekyll's this knowledge, perhaps it was his quiet ways, his unloving wife, his simple, homely face that drove him to unleash this inner presence. This was Jekyll's inferno. Dr. Jekyll gave life to the unspeakable evil of Mr. Hyde. Rich, handsome, decadent Mr. Hyde erupted to spew adultery, viciousness, murder in the greatest macabre spectacle of all time. American International Pictures presents a fascinating new Dr. Jekyll, a terrifying new Mr. Hyde. Robert Louis Stevenson's study in terrifying evil. Jekyll's Inferno. In color and megascope. Come, my little neophytes, and sit by the fire. It's time to ask the old crone. <laughs> Let me rest my old bones next to the warm fire. It's been a very, very busy time for us all, hasn't it, haunters? Do you have friends who are not haunters or 
maybe family members who always think that you're a little strange and just really don't understand this, quote, hobby of yours. Well, let me see if we can put it into terms that non-haunters can understand. Imagine you have always wanted to write a Broadway play. Now, first you have to get the financing, then the location, find actors, build the set, sew the costumes, get their makeup done. Oh, and plus you have to do all the logistics of running a business, payroll, taxes, building permits, business license. Oh, and let's not forget advertising and promotions. And then you get to lie awake all night wondering if anyone is going to come and see your play. Will the critics like it? Will it be a success financially because you literally have everything riding on it? Imagine this is something you've dreamed of for years. See, this is our life. And sometimes it's hard to explain to people who aren't haunters exactly how much Halloween means to us. And yes, we have all of the stress and the gray hairs and the sore knees and backs and glue gun burns and great stuff stuck to our fingers. But yet we love it. As soon as we hear that laughter and screams and all of those people talking about what their favorite part was that makes it all worth it. So be nice to our non-haunter friends and whenever they say what a great hobby or when it's July and they're saying you're already working on Halloween? That's not for another three months. Just indulge them because you know how important it is and how special this time of year can be. So as we are all in the throes of either building our haunts, getting ready to open, building our home haunts, gathering all the candy, or we've already been open for several weeks and we're already exhausted, take a moment. Remember why you do this. Remember why you love it and be thankful that we get to do what we do. (sighs) I feel better already. Oh, the knees are still a little sore, but that comes with the price of being an old crone, doesn't it? So... Let's let the fire burn out and take a moment to rest. If someone else would do me the pleasure of stirring the cauldron, I'd appreciate it. Ohio Haunted House owners, actors, and enthusiasts, join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association, where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook.
Midnight Syndicate Serenade on the Big Scary Show.
Ready to dress up your show? Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Karen. Durable, handcrafted, dependable, year after year. Von Karen. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Von Karen. V-O-N-C-H-A-R-O-N dot com. As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screenwine Studios. Dark Imaginings. Fright Finder. Haunt Pay. Creepy Collection. And Von Caron Productions. We would also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Ether Muse as well as the Forga hosts, including Storm, Rants and More, HauntMinute.com, Badger, Actor, Trainer, and Consultant, RabbitBadger.org, Meathook Jim, check out his other podcast at WrestleHorror.com, and Jerry Vane, the Haunstrumentalist, JerryVane.com. And finally, you. Without you, the listener, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.